Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Caitlin Menza. And I'm Lisa Ryan. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review if you are so inclined. Please, please do. Yes. Um, And you can send us an email at info at gallerypodcasts.com. This week... We got some busy, busy folks once again. They're so busy. Do they ever take a break? I mean, we're starting. With, I guess they do. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they do. <laughs> there's that Sandringham thing that they do for like six weeks, um, but not right now. No, they're very busy. Um, we're starting out with Kate and the Queen having the most adorable girls day out. I really wish we were there. I know. Like a girly day. What if it was like the four of us? And then if Megan felt OK, yeah. she could join us. Ladies who lunch. And open museums and things. Be patrons and royals. Remove curtains to show tiny plaques. Um, We're doing that. Then we have Meghan and Harry making a surprise visit today, as well as a surprise visit to a christening. I mean, maybe it wasn't surprising for the family involved, but it was surprising for me. Yeah. I'm sure that the people involved were like, this is expected. We (laughs) knew this was happening. We got the email. Um, Yes, that happened. And then we have a... Charles and Cammy in the Caribbean. Yes. Yeah. Not us. Again, places we'd prefer to be. There's yes. nowhere else, rather, excuse me, there's nowhere else on earth I'd rather be than here with you, Lisa, in Queens. But <laughs> <laughs> um, right after that is on a ladies who lunch day with Kate and the Queen and in the Caribbean. Yeah, that's true. Same thing. But then also we have in a little, oh, sorry, a little Amal Clooney update. So she can also yeah. join us on our lunch. Yeah. <sighs> I'd have to, the things I'd have to do to my hair. Oh, God, I'd have to wear a wig. I couldn't, uh, <laughs> I couldn't rock this in front of them with all their perfect hair. Really overwhelming. Um, we have a royal refreshment. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Um, when this episode arrives into your ears, it will be the first day of spring. <gasps> I know. Or rather, it'll be springtime officially by then. It'll be Aries season. So we are drinking gin and tonics. Yes. And we really, um, there was a review where someone said they wanted to help us with our drink choices because yeah. obviously our drinks, I'm not going to lie, they've been quite bad lately. <laughs> There's been a lot of drinks where I'm like, this is gross and it smells bad. Yeah. So today we're doing a gin and tonic, but we really want some suggestions for good yeah. cocktails. Also with very easy to follow recipes. Yes, yes, If yes. it's complicated, no, I'm not doing it. Which is very, very simple. So you can send that to info at gallerypodcast.com and we would very much appreciate it. Yeah, or in the Facebook group or Twitter, however you want to get at us and yell at me to drink a cocktail. I'm ready to hear it. Yes. I'm ready to receive that. Um, we have a listener email with an amazing subject line. I saw the freaking queen, all caps. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Would you like to peruse this one for us? Sure. It's from Brooke, um, and she works in digital media like us. So from the trenches. <laughs> yeah, Brooke, do we share a bathroom or something? Tell us where you work. I, yeah. I want to look into this. Maybe you can come on the show. Yes. So she writes to us, I wanted to tell you guys that I saw the queen last week, IRL all caps. And it was so exciting. I thought I was going to throw up. Short backstory. I was on my first ever solo trip slash first trip to London. And then 
side note here, I think anyone who goes on a solo trip is awesome. Like Caitlin when Caitlin went to Portugal. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. (laughs) And then Brooke continues. I knew from stalking the royal family's press calendar that she was going to be in Kensington for an event on my first day in town, which we know was the day she posted her first Instagram. I waited outside the Smith Center for her to show up for two hours with other royally obsessed foreigners, and we all waved British flags as she pulled up and walked past us into the building wearing the most amazing head-to-toe orange outfit I've ever seen. Maybe I should start wearing all orange? I don't think that works for anyone other than Very the queen. Very few people. And I'm so glad you mentioned that, Brooke, because I freaking love that outfit. I feel like maybe I mentioned that when we discussed that last week, but it was really one of her best. I mean, yes, you might think that all those outfits of hers sort of blend together, like a bright color matching hat, little like skirt suit. But this one was like really special and fantastic. It was the vibrance of the orange. And there was like a little doohickey on the hat. Mm-hmm. Just a great hat. Great outfit. And Brooke. From your email, I can tell you're a beautiful, wonderful person. So maybe you can pull off orange, but I really just think you have to be a queen in order to like really pull it off. Yeah, it's tough. But um, so the email continues. It was so exciting to see the longest reigning monarch in Ingl- England's most valuable citizen on my very first day in the country. First day? That's pretty cool. Wow. I freaked out like I was waiting for a boy band or something. Um, And then she says it was super exciting and I felt honored to be in her presence. I could have seen Prince Charles the next day. But honestly, who cares what he does? (laughs) (laughs) That is actually very prescient, prescient, because we were discussing how much time to give Charles in the Caribbean today. And we were like, "Eh, Charles in the Caribbean. Yeah, we're like, it's a thing and we're happy for him (laughs) and whatever. But I think we think. Our other listeners stuff. would be more interested in hearing about them all, Queenie. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll be covering them in the Caribbean uh, momentarily. But yeah, it's just funny. Who cares what he does? Oh, I hope his people aren't listening to this. Ice cold, Brooke. Ice cold. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you so much for writing in. And wow, what a great first day in the UK. I feel like I've only been to the UK twice. And Oh, brag. I've only oh, been there me. once. Sorry, you're right. You're right. Privilege, privilege. I'm very lucky. The first time I ever went was for work. And I had tea. I think that's a good, like, for if you can't pull off a royal sighting on your first day, tea and, you know, a biscuit or scone is a pretty good way to go. Um, How about this week in royal history? And now, this week in royal history. This week in royal history, Fergie and Andrew announced their engagement. Yes, and so we found this out from the Twitter account Crown Chronicles. On this day in 1986, the engagement of His Royal Highness Prince Andrew to Miss Sarah Ferguson was announced. The wedding was to take place on July 23rd at Westminster Abbey. They were granted the title of Duke and Duchess of York on their wedding day. They divorced in 1996. (laughs) (laughs) Ten years later, it was all over. Um, What do we have to say about Andrew and Fergie? Um, Just as scandalous as his older brother and Diana, of course. There was lots of scandal, but it seems now like they're friends. And I think that's really nice. It seems that they're definitely friends now. They're like the best divorce couple you've ever seen. Um, And there are rumors that they'll get back together. I mean, they live together. So that's weird. I don't think they'll get back together, but that's fine. Or like maybe they're, I don't know. Or like it's its more a question of will they get married again? Because I almost feel like they're together for all intents and purposes. Like they live together and are buddies. Can I just say it's really great that we're starting with Fergie because then we're going to have a little thing about Fergie at the end. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler. No one knows what it's going to be. Um, 
It's an interesting one. We have, and we have another York update coming later this episode as well. Yeah, we got some York stuff. So yeah, those are the Yorks, uh, March 19th, 1986. Um, so moving on, we have Kate and the Queen, Ladies Who Lunch. I love it. I love when the Queen is with her granddaughters-in-law. So I want to start by actually saying that we saw some places reporting this as their first ever public engagement as a pair, like their first ever solo outing. And my, I was like, eh, is that true? Because I feel like I remember when Megan, um, when Megan and the Queen did an event right after her wedding, everybody was like, wow, that's a really quick turnaround for Megan, for, you know, a newly married woman into the royal family to do a solo event with the Queen. And they were comparing it to Kate's first event, which was a couple of months after their wedding. Um, so I remember we discussed that at the time last summer or so. And so we were like, fact check, is that their first ever event? And what did you find? So Harper's Bazaar, which is always a really great royal source, they said that Kate Middleton and Queen Elizabeth's last joint solo appearance together was um, during the Queen's Diamond Jubilee tour in 2012. But Prince Philip was actually also in attendance. So the pictures are of the queen in her wonderful pink and black outfit and Kate Middleton in her amazing like green outfit with a nice black hat. And I've seen those pictures so many times, but I just didn't know that Prince Philip was also there. Yeah. Okay. So this is actually their first ever, just the two of them. It might be. I'm seeing. So all the places that I follow say rare. So it might just be a rare thing. I'm not really sure. So if any listeners have more information and want to clarify some things for us, let us know. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough thing. I feel I feel like saying rare couches it a bit. You're like, I don't know. Like try to. Well, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. Fact, fact check me, boo. Um, so I interesting as but and rare okay so it's rare um but they looked freaking adorable um they look so happy you know okay maybe a rare joint appearance together but you see them together all the time and every time they're just like beaming at each other they love each other it's always sweet yes and so today they opened bush house which is the latest education and learning facility on king's college london's strand campus and the queen unveiled a plaque to formally open the facility um it's hilarious like she did that thing where she pulls a little curtain and like a plaque appears (laughs) um so i really liked the outfits um the queen was wearing a like pink um a pink coat the daily mirror describes it as a silk autumnal woodland dress (laughs) um with a hat and a pink and diamond sapphire brooch um sorry pink sapphire and diamond brooch and kate was wearing a classic gray catherine walker dress um and i liked that she was sort of more subdued because the queen was in pink and so she was like a handmaiden in gray behind her so i really love what the queen was wearing because i love anytime she's in bright colors but i really really liked kate's outfit because you know how i love the muted Mm -hmm. you know black gray navy like i'm actually wearing navy on black right now so that's who i am but i (laughs) but she was wearing this great gray dress with like a little black collar and i was like that she just looks so proper compared to the i mean of course as we've discussed in the past, Kate always looks super, super proper and she dresses very conservatively, even for a royal. But it seems especially appropriate when you're with the queen. Yeah, I just I thought they both looked so great. And I was like, I want that outfit. And on their visit, um, they also they viewed a robotics demonstration, including robotic surgery. And we got to see Kate like shake the hand of a robot, which was adorable. And then Kate went and visited the Foundling Museum and because she was announced today as a patron of it. Um 
And the statement said the Duchess has a longstanding interest in both the arts and supporting vulnerable families. And this patronage will further highlight the beneficial impact that art and creativity has on emotional well-being. Um, Pretty amazing. The museum tells the history of the Foundling Hospital, which was the UK's first children's charity and art public art gallery. Really great stuff. So up Kate's alley. Yet another like art thing and emotional well-being. It's just exactly right for her. I know. I was just thinking about when you say like your ideal day as a duchess is mm-hmm. like I bet I bet now it's hanging out with the queen, going to a museum. Totes. It, it's just like a perfect event for her. Yeah, it was great. And my favorite moment of the whole thing was um, they were photographed with a blue blanket across their laps in the car. So cute. <laughs> Somebody actually in the Facebook group was like, why are they wearing a blue blanket? Um, it's freaking cold. You know, it's, it's March. It's the it's London. So they're cold. That's why. Also, I like a good blanket. Yeah, I mean, she's an old lady in her 90s, and she needs a car blanket. That's lovely. Not to bring this up, but last night when I was watching the Theranos documentary, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to put a blanket on. Even yeah. though I had sweatpants on, I didn't need that blanket, but it's I needed it. It's cozy time. <laughs> I need it to be cozy. Yeah, so I love them showing a blanket together. Like, what do you think they talk about on their ride to this event? Do you think they play, like, gin rummy? With, do they play cards? Do they look at Instagram together? Oh, I bet the queen's just asking a million questions about the kids. Are they talking about the Theranos documentary? Like, who knows? I mean, honestly, maybe. Everyone's talking about it. Are they fighting about when the crown season three will ever appear? These are just some of the topics I would like. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they did that. And also uh, before that, on Sunday, St. Patrick's Day, Kate and William made an appearance, of course, as they customarily do on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Kate is always just like rocking a great new green coat. I love all of her green outfits. She, yeah. I think it's like her eye color and her hair color just looks so good with green. Yeah. But she always just looks like she's having the funnest time. It's just like very, it's like a very proper event, of course, but she's like really smiling big. It's just nice. Yeah. They, um, she and William, let's see, they were in Hounslow, England, visiting the 1st Battalion Irish Guards at Cavalry Barracks. Um, there were 350 soldiers marching on the square. She was wearing a custom Alexander McQueen dress coat with a matching fascinator. Sounds like her. Sounds about right. And here's, a very important detail to this outfit because honestly I was like oh I woke up on Sunday morning to look at the pictures and I was like well yeah there she is in a green coat like we knew <laughs> we knew that was gonna happen um but she was also wearing a gold Cartier shamrock emerald brooch which is a hand-me-down from the queen mom which wow. means like Queen Elizabeth lent it to her from her own mom so that's very special way to liven up the old green coat situation next time I wear a green coat I'll wear my Cartier brooch <laughs> from my great grandmother-in-law Mm-mm, I don't think that's how it works um, and <laughs> if someone wants to give me Cartier I'll accept it no strings attached sure 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 um, and they handed out fresh shamrocks to the officers and they gave one to this Irish wolfhound that's like the mascot named Domin Hall um, who led the the parade the procession and of course they celebrated with pints of guinness and raised in the battalion people like they raised a toast to the cambridges um noteworthy I, I mentioned the beer just because kate couldn't drink it the last one yes and also because when she was in northern ireland recently she pulled the pint yes so again with the beer yeah she's really just pledging a sorority this spring do you like guinness i mean uh sure 
I went, I will say I went right after college. I went to uh, Dublin with my mom for like a three day little trip. Oh, that's really cute. It was really cute. And I had, we did like the tour of the Guinness factory Mm. and I had one there and I liked it there, but maybe that's because I had just gone like an, on an hour long tour about how amazing Guinness is. Mm -hmm. So then you finally get to one and you're like, oh yes, delicious. So refreshing. But I think you're just primed for it, if that makes sense. I like Guinness, but it's really heavy. But at the same time, it's one of those beers that I wish that I drank more often. Because anytime I see someone order it, I'm like, you're cool. Cool girl over there. Like, <laughs> you're cool. But instead, I'm like, please, may I have a Pilsner? <laughs> like, Can you give me the girliest beer you have? Do you have a blue moon? <laughs> I want you put to, an orange in it. I want it to be so light in color. It's basically water. Thanks. I know. Oh. Uh, but yeah, no, the Cape Middleton is much cooler than us when she was having Guinness. Um, so also, as part of the event, again, pretty formal event, they, the Cambridges led a two, like, led a minutes long silence to pay respects to the victims of the recent New Zealand mosque attacks. Um, we'll take a moment there um, to, uh, again, express our horror. You know, we try to keep it light and happy here, but we know we have a lot of listeners in New Zealand and the events of last week were truly horrific and continue to horrify us. And if we have any Muslim readers, we're thinking readers, listeners, we're thinking of you as well. Um, and I really like that, of course, the Cambridges stepped up to do that. And then today we had the Sussex couple make a surprise appearance as well to honor, um, to sort of just take a moment to pay their respects to New Zealand. Yeah, I thought that was really wonderful. I'm glad they did that. Yeah. So the Sussex couple, they um, made us sort of a surprise visit to New Zealand House in London on Tuesday, and they signed a book of condolences for the victims of Friday's terrorist attack in Christchurch, uh, where 50 people have passed away. Um Megan wrote our deepest condolences. We are with you. And Harry signed his name with Aru Hanui, which is Maori for best wishes. And I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. But I like that, of course, he took that extra step to, like, you know, put it in language that means a lot for New Zealand citizens. Yes. And this People article says that, you know, of course, everyone focuses on what Megan wore, but this was such an important event. And so she made sure to wear something that was meaningful during the event. So she wore special jewelry, um, gold earrings um, that were given to her as a gift from New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern during the royal tour. To New Zealand, right. Um, And of course, um, all the houses, the Clarence House, Kensington Palace, everybody released um, statements last week. And um, the Cambridges and the Sussexes have, of course, made visits to New Zealand. And they mentioned that, like, they were so touched by the people there. And, you know, just they made it more personal when they released their statements, which I thought was really powerful. Have you been there? Because you've been um, everywhere. I have been to New Zealand. Yeah, um, not to Christchurch. I went to. Uh, I actually went to a wedding there two years ago. <laughs> it wasn't. Wow. Um, it wasn't a person of mine, like a, a friend of mine. It was a friend of my friends, and she was single. And they were like, you know, she's like, if I'm going to New Zealand for your wedding, you're letting me bring a friend. And they're like, sure, bring her along. And so I went um, two years ago for a couple of days. Um, and while my friend was like busy being a bridesmaid, I was just like hanging out on the beach in New Zealand. It was it just freaking like awesome. Such a beautiful country. It's unbelievably gorgeous place. Um, just truly out of this world, and everyone's so nice. And 
um, it was I know our listeners who are from there are so nice and they know who they are because we interact with some of them very regularly yes. like yes. Rachel <laughs> yes exactly um, no it's a wonderful place and not that any place deserves such a horrible event but you know New Zealand is so New Zealanders are so kind and open-hearted and it's just um, really painful so I'm glad the Sussexes did that today it seems just so them that they would take an extra step up and make this appearance and be really low-key about it just all in black you know they weren't doing a walkabout or anything they just like stepped in signed the book and moved on with their day um so that was really nice and we that wasn't the only appearance we got from megan and harry this week um they also popped up at the christening of mia and mike tyndall's baby lena <laughs> zara and mike tyndall what did i say mia the <laughs> mia i love you mia. love mia so much <laughs> mia, i love mia tyndall so mia is Sorry. the oldest child of zara and mike tyndall mm-hmm. and then lena is their new baby yes Sorry, sorry, Zara. I love you so much. <laughs> yeah, we talked about how much we love them last week. They're yeah. just so fun and so charming. Yeah. And we didn't realize that Harry was being named a godparent. And yeah. so Harry and Meghan were there. She wore an amazing vintage coat. She looked stunning. Yeah. I think now every time I see them, although the circumstances of the New Zealand visit were, of course, horrific. But every time I see them, I'm like, oh, because I kind of just expect them to be in there like, preparing for baby oh, 100%. zone. And so I think the fact that they're going out is pretty Yeah, remarkable. we sort of referred to this in the last episode that Megan is sort of unofficially on maternity leave now, like doesn't have any more public appearances coming up. So we said that and then she had she popped up twice in a week. So yeah, I mean, knowing Megan, hardworking American that she is, we might, <laughs> you know, she might pop up again, but it was like a little surprising to see her um, at the christening, but so exciting. Yeah. And then also we had an update on the Sussexes and the Cambridges um, from last week. So I think it was on Thursday, Buckingham Palace announced um, that Queen Elizabeth agreed to formally split the royal courts, which is something we've been talking about for a while because it's been rumored to be happening. So yeah. it's now it's like it's finally happening. So as of this spring, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's office or their households, as it's called, will be based in Buckingham Palace, while Prince William and Kate Middleton will be still at Kensington Palace. And then um, over the weekend, the Sunday Times reported that the Sussexes had originally wanted their household to operate independently so that they could focus on their own philanthropy, humanitarian and activism work. But um, the Queen and Prince Charles reportedly told them to stay at Buckingham Palace. And I got to tell you the truth, Lisa. What's that? I don't care about this very much. Like, I don't I know it's huge, huge news. Like when this broke, it was like, especially for all the royals reporters that we follow on Twitter, it was like breaking news. You know, the house has fallen apart. I'm like, didn't we haven't we read this story like every two weeks for the last four months like we knew they were splitting apart um and i guess i'm a royally obsessed person that is what brings me here today um and into your ears but i i don't completely grasp the significance of like is this a big deal does it does it say bad things does it suggest drama like why is it such a big deal so that's got a lot of parts to it (laughs) so i would say at the level we're operating at it's not a big deal mm-hmm. like for you and me in our pop culture interest in the royals it's yeah. it's not because i don't think there's any real drama like there's been lots of rumors of rifts between i mean i think the kate and megan things have finally died down and hopefully yes. they'll stay died down but like i've been reading stuff like oh maybe it is between william and harry 
I don't think that's the case. I think, as we've said repeatedly, they have completely different jobs. One of them will be king, one will not. And that yeah. in itself is just inherently different. And then also whenever the queen decides to appoint Charles as the monarch, you know, because she'll live forever. Right, right, right. So like when she's like off in retirement mm-hmm. on a beach somewhere sure. and he becomes king, then William will become Prince of Wales. And so I think it makes complete sense. Like they don't have the same job, so they should have different staffs. Like it's just so easy and simple but because with the royals there's so much tradition and so much protocol involved any sort of thing like this is big news in those circles so like to the pop culture outlets that we follow it's not really the biggest deal but to like all of the actual like newspapers and stuff in the uk and elsewhere it's like a huge deal. Okay. I guess I'm wondering, is this unexpected? Like what you said, like it's very normal. Like they have very different jobs. It's, you know, obviously Prince Charles has his own staff. So, you know, are people just, do you think, glomming onto this because they think it shows like a hint of drama? Maybe, but also I think it's that we're all so attached to William and Harry as these brothers. Yeah. You know, I... As one unit. Yeah, like... We're a few years younger than them, but not that many. So no. we think of them as this unit. And then we th- thought of them and Kate Middleton as a unit. And then we wanted to think of them and Megan as a unit. But like we have to remember they're two independent people with two different families and their wives are independent. And like the work that they want to do is separate. And like as any siblings, they have different interests. And so I think it's maybe maybe some people are looking for drama. But for me, my interest, aside from the fact that I write about this stuff, would be like, oh, they're getting older and they're like splitting and it's not just going to be like the two boys against the world. It's going to be like the boys with their families against the world. Okay. I see. I see. Yeah. I think it's just like that attraction to drama that people are like, they're splitting up, you know, like there's a breakup or something between these families when it seems like a pretty normal thing to do. Yeah. And again, if there is any drama, I also think that's normal. I don't think that they're like going around actively hating on each other like some real housewives which I'll get back to later. <laughs> but I foreshadowing. think foreshadowing. <laughs> but I just think like people grow up and they grow apart and their interests change. And I assume when anyone has a family, it, your priorities just shift. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I mean, who knows? Like 30 years from now, George and Charlotte will probably have different staffs as well. Yeah. You know? Completely. God knows that tiny little tyrant, as I think of him in my head from Gary Gennetti's Instagram, he will want his own staff, you know? <laughs> And the perfect angel, Charlotte. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but one good thing, mm-hmm. does this mean they're going to get their own Instagram? Instagram. <laughs> right. So that was, um, of course, I, I read Lisa's version of the report for the cut, but I was also reading everything else. And I was just trying to like grasp why this was so important. And um, Vanity Fair's report, they brought up a very interesting question that we have discussed often, which is what, <laughs> what does this mean for the Kensington Royal Twitter and Instagram accounts? Question mark, exclamation point, as they put it. <laughs> um, the current Twitter and Instagram for Kensington Palace is the official feed for the Cambridges and the Sussexes and their Royal Foundation together. Um, so do we think the Sussexes are going to get their own? I mean, who knows? and whatever but we've said in the past we think it'd be cool if harry and megan had their own i feel like they have to because they still need to have a social media account and maybe kensington royal will stay the same because kensington palace will still be kate and william so maybe that handle won't change but i mean i feel like 
Megan deserves an Instagram. <laughs> we know she doesn't like Twitter, but we know she likes Instagram. We also, there was like this funny note as part of the statement. Um, they announced that uh, former Hillary Clinton campaign advisor Sarah Latham will lead communications for the Sussexes. So like, that's wild too. Yes. Just to think that like, wow, an American strategist might wind up over there like well, she I, has dual citizenship i'm just saying i oh. <laughs> do content strategy stuff too i have ideas for strategy i mean they have to hire staff caitlin <laughs> i guess this is I, where we put in our two weeks notice and we go say. to london goodbye everyone <laughs> goodbye everyone i mean i would miss you but um no we'll be working together oh, okay okay got we'll it, share an got office it. of course fine. totally fine um, but yeah, just I don't I don't know what to do with this news. So we can sort of stop there. I just yeah, it's like the biggest thing that happened the last week from a Royals perspective. But I just whatever. OK, <laughs> so they'll have different administrations. People will file their paperwork separately. Whoop de do. Luckily, I'm sure our listeners have figured out we are the pop culture Royals <laughs> podcast. We are not the one for, for historical analysis, historical Listen, analysis, current affairs analysis. This is a pop culture I podcast. I deeply hope that, that this is one of the stories that from our mouths, the tabloids pick up in the UK. Royal expert Kate Lomenza says, whoop de do <laughs> You can have that one, you guys. Breaking. Expert calls this boring. <laughs> whoop de do uh, But I, it's, not, it's not that. I don't think it's boring. I just don't get, I don't really, I reject the dramatic interpretation of it or like that seeking out of drama when it comes to these brothers, I think is just like unnecessarily nasty. That's my high mind to take. You're welcome. We can end there. <laughs> um, so we can <laughs> move on from that to... <laughs> Charles and Cam at the beach. Yes. <laughs> so they're on a 12-day tour of the Caribbean. And they obviously... should have arranged that for February or January, don't you think? Yeah. Like, just go to the beach now. But they're going to be there for 12 days in St. Lucia, um, St. Vincent, St. Kitts and Nevis, Grenada and the Cayman Islands, Barbados, and Cuba. Can I tell you, a lot of those places, not Cuba, but a lot of them are where I went on a cruise with my grandparents a few years ago. <laughs> exactly. So they're just recreating my trip. Yeah, it's just hilarious. Um, and also hilarious is I would like to <laughs> quote from the Daily Mail. As we know, the Daily Mail has a way of doing things that is different from so many publications out there. Um, here's how they began their report of Prince Charles in... Uh, St. Lucia. Charles was warmly greeted by St. Lucia's Prime Minister, Alan Chastanet, after he landed on the island, but the tropical climate appeared to be causing chaos with his normally neat hairdo. As he spoke at the opening ceremony, Charles was in dire need of a brush or comb to tame his unruly mop of gray hair, but appeared otherwise unruffled by the hot weather. Did my mom write this? (laughs) I have to say, I saw these pictures of Charles, (laughs) and I was like, same because the second it's humid out like i went to college in a beach town Mm -hmm. in south carolina and i would sometimes straighten my hair and put all this hairspray and think it looked so fancy (laughs) but the second i stepped outside not only did it curl up but it expanded by several feet it was so much so i relate so anytime i've been anywhere in the tropical region, which rarely happens because I don't get to travel as much as my beloved Caitlin. <laughs> but my hair does not work well. So, Charles, I sympathize. I sympathize. It's just funny, too, because, well, it's not funny. He was there to, he's there for many reasons, but one, the thing he was speaking about on his first day was climate change. So, like, <laughs> 
Should we talk about how hot weather makes his hair look bad? Like he's doing good things while he's there. So let's focus on those things. Um, And one of the things is he's going to Cuba for four days starting March 24th, which the Daily Mail notes is the first time a member of the monarchy has been there. Again, we tried to fact check that. I, I feel like these sort of extreme, I don't know, claims. I'm like, did that really happen? But it's quite possible. I'll Google it right please, now. Please, please, please. It would be hard to find. Um, but I do think the Daily Mail, they are Brits and they would know better off the top of their heads. Plus, they are journalists. Like, Oh, wait. According to Reuters, yes, it's true. Okay. There Britain's Prince Charles and his wife Camilla will become the first members of the royal family to make an official visit to communist-run Cuba in March. Pretty crazy. So first official one. Okay. So we'll be looking out for that. Um, and I want to say that... For all the mocking that Charles got about his hair, he really showed everyone because one day later, after he arrived, he hit the beach in Barbados with Camilla, both of them in bathing suits, him completely shirtless. He's 70 years old, as we've discussed in the past, and he looks pretty hot. (laughs) I This is not a personal opinion of mine. I'm going to read directly from Marie Claire because it really made me laugh, their report. Um, The headline was, Breaking News, Prince Charles has a cracking bod. (laughs) Cracking? We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you a breaking news alert. While on a 12-day Caribbean tour with Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall, Prince Charles hit the beach, donning some surprisingly on-trend muted floral trunks. And we're just getting word, checks earpiece. Yes, folks, this is just in. His body is cracking. You heard it here first. The bod, it's cracking. That is fantastic. Hold on. Let me look who wrote that. That's so funny. I believe it was Katie Drell. Yeah, that's so good. Brava. Shout to out Katie. Katie Drell. Um, overseen, of course, by Sally Holmes, who we had as a guest a couple months ago. Who we love. Who we love. Um, but it says she wrote, uh, Charles 70, despite his classic British paleness, is definitely rocking those trunks. Several eyewitness reports even indicate that he can, in fact, still get it. <laughs> I just looked it up. It is Katie. That's so funny. Honestly, he looks really good. And Camilla looks really great. And... I don't want to be photographed in a bathing suit now. Oh, me either. Let Please alone don't. at 70 years old and like in an official appearance, you know, <laughs> like that's really bold at age 70. Um, Katie also embedded some other photos of Charles throughout the years shirtless um, at other really? <laughs> events. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, past photos show conclusively that the prince has always been a smoke show a smoke show do you think anyone on this earth before today ever referred to prince charles as a smoke show including camilla remember we had that one listener write to us that he was hot like in his day yeah so that she i mean i think it was because he was most eligible bachelor in the world i don't know that objectively he is a smoke show i'm gonna stop this i'm just swigging my gin and tonic and not (laughs) saying anything Um, But Charles had yet another cool moment this week. Um, He invented an Amal Clooney Award. Yes. (laughs) Like what? That is amazing. And that is really exciting. Hold on. Let me find it. Um, So Amal Clooney, who I have stated, and I don't know if I made this incredibly clear. I worship. Worship. Yes. Almost changed your life for. Yes. But no. Couldn't do it. (laughs) Couldn't become a lawyer. Mm -mm. Sorry. Mm -mm. Law. We wouldn't have you here. So it's fine. (laughs) Um, so the Prince's Trust announced a new global award celebrating the achievements of young women around the world. I'm reading from their press release. Mm-hmm. The Amal Clooney Award will highlight the work of young women who have succeeded against the odds to make a lasting difference in their communities. My God. 
Amal will personally select one young winner to be presented with the award a year from now in 2020. I mean, wow. The Amal Clooney Award is open to any young woman between 11 and 30. What? Ooh. Uh Uh-oh. Rude. Wow. It's okay. (laughs) I did have a fake ID in college, so I'm pretty sure I could snag one now. 11 to 30. Just got to subtract a couple years. Or I can just change that 7 to a 9. We were just, I was just getting over my birthday, and now I'm just right back in it. I'm no longer a young woman. I can never win an Amal Clooney Award. Never mind that I haven't done anything to change the world or my community. Well, the second Amal Clooney Award that's for women in their early to mid-30s <laughs> will definitely win that one. We're really nice to everybody <laughs> and give up their seats on the subway to pregnant ladies. But that's just basic common decency. It's not deserving of an award. When I had a broken foot, people would only give up their seats if I had both my crutches. When I still had a cast on but was on one crutch because I needed to hold stuff in my other arm, no one gave me seats. I would have given you my seat anyway, and that's even if I didn't know you. So do you think I can get an award now? I mean, I'm all, For my humanity. Honestly, there were so many people who just ignored me. And I was like, I'm on a crutch. What a tough, tough world we live in. I'm going to read Amal's quote, and then I think we should move on because I'm getting depressed. Um, <laughs> Amal Clooney says, I'm honored to have been invited by Prince's Trust International to participate in this global initiative celebrating young women who are change makers in their communities. It is a privilege to be able to play a part in a project that will draw attention to incredible young women who are the future leaders of our world. It also, you know, remember last week I requested of you to write a timeline for the cut about her involvement with the royals i'm sorry i've been very busy i'd still like that well i mean the thing is you have to put the pitches in an email you can't say it in a (laughs) podcast that a lot of people listen to i just i i'm really intrigued by all the sort of intertwining of the clunies and the royals but they're all amazing people they're all really helping the world so like i get that and they all have great hair caitlin i just had a thought Mm -hmm. what happens when she inevitably gets obe oh man and can George get one? I don't know the rules. I'm sure someone can tell us, but he's not born there, but I'm sure he can get dual citizenship if he doesn't already have it. I'm intrigued by all the things you're saying. Oh, well. So another great week of the Clooney's. We just now there's a member of the royal family, royally obsessed and Clooney's. <laughs> Clooney obsessed is this podcast. Our um, blood runs Casamigos. <laughs> Before we adjourn the royal pod, some lows and highs. It's time for the royal highs and lows. Do you okay. have a low? My low is going to be the fact that you did not mention Uh-oh. Princess Beatrice in New York City, which we were going to talk about. So I'm going to have it as my low <sighs> just to be able to talk about it. I was going to make it my high, I think. Oh. It's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> okay. I have That's a back- so rude of I, me. No, I have a backup high. Okay. How dare you think I wasn't going to fit in Beatrice being in New York? Honestly, I thought you forgot and then I kind of okay. shamed you, which was really rude of me. So I'm not going to be eligible for the Amal Clooney Award for <laughs> women in their early to mid 30s. <laughs> It's fine. Um, my low is this moment that just transpired. <laughs> so you've just done some work for me. Um, I should go back to therapy because <laughs> I already went today, but I need to go to my therapist and be like, why am I a bad friend? And why am I out. sabotaging my friend? <laughs> I have to work out some guilt issues. Uh, so that's my low. Do you have a low? I mean, I already said it. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> um, should we discuss Beatrice now then? Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry. Sorry, Princess Beatrice. She was in New York. Um, didn't hang out with us, which Mm-mm. is weird. So yeah, a legitimate low then. Legitimate low. Um, she was with her hot, rich boyfriend. Eduardo. 
and they were holding hands. They look so happy. Really cute. Like, so if they started dating in September, they're still kind of in that new glow where they're like enamored with each other. You know, they're comfortable enough that they don't mind holding hands in public and stuff like that. But it's still like so new. She was also time. She was also not wearing no makeup, which I feel like is hard when you're a royal. I don't know. You just know you're going to be photographed everywhere you go. The, the York girls get to be a little more low-key, but it still felt like, you know, she has a new boyfriend, so she's being followed around even more than usual, but she was just, like, makeup-free, looking really casual and cute. Um, and also, speaking of casual, Eduardo stuck uh, did a thumbs-up to the paparazzi. <laughs> <laughs> so that, of course, became the photo that ran everywhere, including people, which is where I saw it. Um, he was also carrying a Barbados bag. Yeah, like he just, they did some real shopping. Um, I was out and about on Sunday. I didn't see them. It's weird. Didn't get a text. Um, but yeah, really cute. Still loving them. So that's that's a good one. Yes. Call I'm us sorry. up next time, Beatrice. I'm sorry for being rude, Caitlin. You know you I love rude. you. You weren't rude. You weren't rude. It was perfect. I just thought you failed. No, you're perfect. I just was really disappointed in you. I still have a compliment coming out of my mouth and you have to insult me. <laughs> what is your high? My high, other than our enduring friendship. Yeah, sure, sure, That sure. recently survived a very difficult time <laughs> when I insulted you repeatedly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my high, Dorinda Medley. So we've discussed in the past how we are big fans of the Real Housewives in general, but of New York in particular, obviously. New York is the only one I've watched. I want to watch Vanderpump Rules. I've mm. never done it, but I only... Oh, the joy I only, you have ahead of you. I only started watching the Housewives recently, so I got through all of New York. But Dorinda, she is one of the New York Housewives, and she just posted today, Tuesday. It's Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yes. On Instagram, a picture back in NYC thinking we really had the greatest time and the picture is her, her friend Heather, and Fergie. Fergie Ferg. And then I clicked on Heather's Instagram because I was like, what? Who does? I was like, I haven't watched the last two episodes. Was there an episode with (laughs) Fergie? No, apparently there was a birthday party in London and Fergie was there. Sure, sure, sure. But I know... Just two real housewives. I know from the show that Dorinda used to live in London, so... Did she know Fergie then? I bet she did. I mean, they're fancy gals. I could see them running in the same circles. They both love drama. So, like, I see it. Mm -hmm. I see them enjoying some cocktails together. Um, Another thing I would like to be invited to would be a session. Yes. Yeah, Dorinda and Fergie. Um, You'd have to be wearing, like, a hazmat suit. Dorinda's can be very scary. But um, Dorinda, please come on our show and talk about (laughs) hanging out with Fergie. We love you. We should actually try to do that. Matt. I bet she would do that. Um, that's a great <laughs> high. Uh, I'm gonna. My high is gonna be like a weird narcissistic one because I stole your actual high. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> um, so I wrote. I also write for the Cut sometimes, Lisa's employer, and I did a story this week um, with the woman who started Nubian Skin, which is an amazing. Um, line of lingerie for women of color um, so that they aren't stuck only wearing nude, meaning white women's lingerie. Um, so this woman, Ade Hassan, started the company and she was given an MBE from Queen Elizabeth. And so I asked her to tell me that story. You can read it now on the cut. It went live yesterday. 
But the story was so charming. I don't just say that because I pulled it out of her. Um, <laughs> but I was like, tell me about, you know, getting this award from the queen. And she was saying that she was in an airport at the time and her, her sister texted her and was like, you have this letter from the government. Um, and she was like, oh, crap, I didn't pay my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, man, I didn't pay my taxes. And she told her sister, like, can you just open the mail? Because I want to see how big my fine is. Um and she opened it and the sister just started sending her all these OMG, OMG, OMG texts. And it was because the queen wanted to honor her for services to British fashion. That's um, amazing. Pretty crazy. And like within two years of her starting her own company. So wow, wow, wow. It was really cool. I loved that, you know, that detail of like, she's just like us. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's like, she has a startup and then Queen Elizabeth um, wants to celebrate her. Um, so did Beyonce, actually. She dressed Beyonce for the formation tour. Like all the underwear and tights that the dancers wore and Beyonce wore were from Nubian skin. This is amazing. Pretty I wish, cool. I wish I got to interview her. I'm jealous. So that's just one of those things. You know, I'm now mm, just like one degree of separation from someone who was honored by the queen. And knows Beyonce. And knows Beyonce. So we spoke on the phone twice. Wow. Pretty big deal. Um, so yeah, it was my little high. It was a really fun interview. You can read it now at thecut.com. Um, and you can also... Um, subscribe to the podcast if you don't mind and leave us a five-star review on Apple. Smooth. Smooth transition as always. I was so like in my own head talking about myself. It was hard. You're um, like, what else can I say about me? What else is there to say? Um, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, and here is a real review from MJ Bro with ending in an H. Would you like to read this, Lisa? Sure. They write, I just found this podcast in the last week or so, but I find myself binge listening to them while I'm at work at the gym. I learn so much and it feels like I'm part of a fun conversation with friends. These gals have great guest speakers and I've gotten so many book movie recommendations from them. The podcast has sparked a new passion in me for the British royal family. Much love, ladies, and can't wait to be a longtime listener. I also can't wait for that. Yes, that's very nice. I like to hear that we're teaching you things instead of getting facts wrong. <laughs> yeah. And motivating you at the gym because as discussed at length, we hate working out. Well, starting tomorrow, I'm going to run. <laughs> I'm still slowly just jogging away. Well, I have to know how to run four miles in one month. So Lisa did that thing where you signed up for a race and you're like, I'll figure it out. Yeah. And then I forgot about it or I just didn't think about it. And now I'm like, crap, it's in a month. And one of my really close friends signed up to do it with me because she's an actual runner. So I feel like I have to do it because if she didn't sign up, I just wouldn't do it. Let's all root Lisa on. Yay. Lisa, you're going to do it. It's going to be great. Ugh, let me have to go to the gym and like <laughs> run. Where can people follow you, Lisa, where you can maybe keep them updated on your progress? Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram. And you can read my writing at The Cut. You can follow me, Caitlin, at HeyKMens on Twitter and Instagram and read my writing at CaitlinMensa.com. You can follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. And until next week, I just want to say, by the way, <laughs> this episode will never end. We never know when that baby Sussex might be arriving. So now I just feel like every single time we end an episode, I'm like, until next week, and maybe there's a baby, God save the pod. God save the pod. And also, I hope the baby only arrives at a time that is good and beneficial and healthy for the baby <laughs> and the mother. God save the pod. It's <laughs> a good gin and tonic. It is really good. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. 
God Save the Pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.